Hello, my name is Sean Patrick O'Reilly, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. We are back. That's right. It's time for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 638 of On Screen and Beyond. And this week on On Screen and Beyond... We've got a great show coming your way because this is the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. On On Screen and Beyond this week, we have director, producer, writer, Sean Patrick O'Reilly. Now, he was, is the director of the animated feature film Heroes of the Golden Masks, which is coming out, and it has the voice talents of Patton Oswald. Ron Perlman, Christopher Plummer, and it's going to be coming out, and it's going to be a, a great, fun film to watch, and that's coming out on June 9th, so get ready for that. We're going to be talking about that, and he's also directed and worked with, executive produced and things like that on different films with uh, such actors as uh, Bruce Willis and also Steven Seagal and also Mel Gibson. So we get lot of stuff to talk about with Sean Patrick O'Reilly, who will be coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we break away from our normal episodes with remakes. And, well, we still got remakes and everything. But uh, this is our summer blockbuster movie releases that are coming your way. Yes, and in, in the sense of remakes, sequels, and prequels, and, uh, you know, new upcoming new movies and everything. So we're going to get into that and let you know what's coming your way as far as the blockbuster movies that are going to be coming to the theaters. And uh, there's quite a few of them, a lot of remakes and sequels and prequels included in there, of course. And uh, we got some new movies coming in, too. So uh, let's get right into it. All right. And uh, before we do that, I just want to remind you that uh, we appreciate all the people who are downloading episodes of On Screen and Beyond. I hope that you keep doing that. Uh, there's so many episodes that you can go back and listen to. Tell a friend about it. Uh, subscribe to On Screen and Beyond on your favorite podcast provider. Email us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. That's, uh, you know, where you can get in touch with me and uh, give me a suggestion for a guest or whatever you want to do. And uh, also uh, tell a friend, like you say, to get the word out so we can get more listeners to On Screen and Beyond, which gives us more people who are listening. And that's going to get more people who will want to come on the show. Some of these stars that we've been having, whether they're music stars or the uh, movies or TV. And, uh, you know, that's what they want to hear, that there's a lot of people listening to the show. So we appreciate it and uh, keep getting the word out about On Screen and Beyond. So that's it. Let's get right into it. Sean Patrick O'Reilly is coming up in a few minutes. And it's time now for what's coming your way as far as remakes, sequels, and prequels in the summer movie blockbuster show right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake sequels and prequels coming your way this summer as far as blockbusters. It's Transformers Rise of the Beasts, and that's coming your way on June 9th. June 16th, The Flash with Ben Affleck 
and also Michael Keaton in theaters is going to be coming your way. And June 20th, The Evil of Dracula rises from the grave once again. And Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny, the one people are going to be all going to the back to the theaters for, comes our way on June 30th. So get ready for that. July 7th, Insidious, The Red Door is going to be coming our way. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is going to be here on July 12th. And Barbie with Margot Robbie rides on to theaters on July 21st. Also on July 21st, we're going to be seeing Coyote versus Acme. And that's going to be the animated film in theaters. And it looks like Haunted Mansion takes us on a ride on July 28th. August 2nd, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. And the Meg 2, The Trench, floats onto the silver screen on August 4th. That is it for upcoming summer movie blockbusters, remakes, sequels, and prequels. Of course, there's many more films that are going to be coming your way. Those are just some of the bigger ones that we are bringing you to you. And, uh, you know, keep looking and listening to On Screen and Beyond. Find out what more is coming your way. But those are some of the big ones. And that's it. So coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as the summer movie blockbusters as far as upcoming new movies, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies, as far as the summer movie blockbusters, Elemental. And that's from Disney Pixar, and it arrives on June 16th. Asteroid City with Tom Hanks and Scarlett Johansson on June 23rd. No Hard Feelings, a little raunchy comedy there with Jennifer Lawrence. will be landing in theaters on June 23rd. Oppenheimer explodes on the big screen on July 21st. Gran Turismo, and it's going to be driving our way on August 11th. And on August 18th, Strays, animated movie, is going to be arriving with the voice talents of Will Ferrell and Sofia Vergara. And that's it for summer blockbuster movie releases as far as upcoming new movies and that's going to be this summer so we uh you know get ready for those going to be a good time coming up next on on screen and beyond movies and tv on dvd and streaming next right here on on screen and beyond this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Pat Priest. You may know me as Marilyn on the Munsters, and I'm on On Screen and Beyond. Movies and TV on DVD and streaming on June 6th. Renfield with Nicolas Cage comes our way on you know, Blu-ray and all that stuff. And La Brea Season 2 also on June 6th. June 13th, John Wick Chapter 4 arrives. Avatar The Way of Water on June 20th. It's going to be coming your way in the whole works. 4K, DVD, Blu-ray 
July 11th, Scream 6 on Blu-ray, 4K, and DVD. And July 25th, Paint with Owen Wilson, Blu-ray, and DVD only. And that's it for movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Coming up next on Screen and Beyond, TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. Well, it looks like the community movie on Peacock that has been delayed is still going to be delayed even more due to the writer's strike. We'll keep you informed when we find out what's going to go on with that one. And somebody somewhere on HBO or Max has been renewed for a third season. And Kim Cattrall will return as Samantha. And just like that, season two. So look out for Kim Cattrall to return. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on Screen to Beyond, we're going to sit down. We're going to talk to Sean Patrick O'Reilly. He's the director of a new animated feature film that's coming out called Heroes of the Golden Masks. And it has Patton Oswalt, Ron Perlman, Christopher Plummer, the late Christopher Plummer. And uh, it's going to be a, 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 a you know animated fast-paced movie you're gonna love it and uh it's coming your way this summer so well actually it's coming out on june 9th so it's not you know summer season is here that's right so get ready for that sean patrick o'reilly is next right here on on screen and beyond Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is a writer, director, and producer who has worked with Mel Gibson, Bruce Willis, Michael Roker, and more. His latest film is an animated feature called Heroes of the Golden Masks with the voice talents of Patton Oswalt, Ron Perlman, and the late Christopher Plummer. It's Sean Patrick O'Reilly. Sean, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you for having me. This is great. Now, Sean, uh, first off, congratulations on your, your film coming out. And I've seen some of the trailers and things, and it really looks good. Your, your animation is really nice. I appreciate it. And that's thanks to our animation directors, uh, Sean Coughlin and Skylar Zur. They've been fantastic. Now, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what what are you. <laughs> I know you're the director, and I know you're the you know co-writer, or, or you, you worked on the writing, and you're one of the producers of the movie. But I noticed that you are the head of a company. Now, is your company an animated company or how, you know, give us an idea of what you it. are and what you do. <laughs> yeah. So I started way back in 2003. Um, I founded a company called Arcana, which is a comic book publisher, is a comic book publisher. And my goal was to publish comic books and kind of be like Stan Lee. Oh. Uh, I make this thing called Spider-Man. Other people make movies about it. I get to go to set collect royalties and eat at catering. Uh, life would not have it as such, but I did publish 300 graphic novels and comic books. And believe it or not, easier than soliciting a comic is actually just producing one. And so from the Arcana Library, uh, Heroes of the Golden Masks is our 11th animated feature film, which I directed, produced, and I'm one of the writers. Mm -hmm. uh, officially, my writing credit, uh, I almost have to look it up. I think I'm supporting writing, something like that. Um, my official title on it is uh, Contributing Writer. So the, the screenwriters are Jim Cameron and Brian Smith. They were kind of somewhat the tip of the spear of this. Uh, it is a co-production between Canada and China. Uh, China, there's a, a recently 
found lost city called Sangshundui, very similar to like a Machu Picchu or a, a Chichen Itza. Mm-hmm. And um, Brian and Jim uh, came up with a story of these discovered masks from Sangshundui and what if they had special properties, special powers. And so I, I came in kind of at that stage and started um, started writing with them and directing a film. And then, uh, yeah, our, our company, Arcana, still publishes comic books. and But most of our, our time is spent now animating and producing. So I'm producing The Order uh, with AGC and Amazon. And I'm also um, producing a couple animated series. And um, Heroes of the Gold Mask goes, comes out June 9th. So I'm super excited. Wow, you you are incredibly busy i mean there's a lot of a lot of things going on there in that, in that short short paragraph that you just gave us yeah well i i may not be oscar award-winning but hey we're prolific so i'll give you that <laughs> hey you know it, it it's something else when you can put something out there and uh you know finally get it out there i know how that is and you uh you know I, like i said earlier i salute you and uh it's it's just fantastic to see that uh, what you're doing. It's it's really uh, you know really something. And and now you've got some of the great. I mean, Patton Oswalt. He is now you know a voice talent that and an acting talent too. But he's a voice talent that's been in so many different things. And Ron Perlman. I mean, come on, you know, Hellboy and everything else that he's done. And Beauty and the Beast, and and not the, the animated one, but the other one, and and Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Now, how did you come about getting these people? I mean, these are you know these are really top notch actors. Well, thank you. Yeah, Christopher Plummer. Um, way, but it's really really hard to cast, and so it's kind of funny. Like, you know, I can see why cohorts of people kind of stick together like the Adam Sandler crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was a joke made in a TV show, but it's like, you know, once you are lucky enough to get your cast, you still have to work with them and hopefully you like each other at the end. And, and it's, it, these things can be long and challenging. So I got uh, the opportunity to direct uh, Christopher Plummer as the Pixie King in my directorial debut of Pixies. And we hit it off and, Super cool guy. He said, us Canadians have to stick together. Um, so I think I've directed him probably maybe seven or eight times. Wow. Uh, on the last one, which was really cool, he the one thing that's so amazing, he's obviously an Oscar award winner, that tons of stuff. And um, he came in with an idea to Rizzo. He's like, Sean, I got something new for you. I'm like, what? He's like, we always do natural voice, which is my favorite. He's like, I want to pitch you a voice. And then he does this Rizzo thing, kind of like the Godfather. I'm like, oh my God, Mr. Plummer, that's so excellent. <laughs> and uh, that was really cool. And then Patton, I mean, he's amazing. And so I, I think because of the Goldbergs, he actually has a voice recording studio in his home. So I was actually able to record him there. And that was really cool and super, you know, professional. And his ad libs were fantastic. He's like, let me try something different for you. I was like, oh, fantastic. And I think most of that is what we actually ended up using. Mm-hmm. And with Ron Perlman, talk about the natural voice, Ron Perlman. He has that really, you know, throaty, raspy, gravelly voice. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> with him, honestly, I find like, usually, honestly, I, I almost, he's almost a one take wonder. Like once he's done it once, I'm like, that's it. 
And but I always have to get like two or three more just for coverage. Right. Yeah. If there's like a pop or something, but I mean, just yeah, I was very lucky to work with the, that cast. So fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I know how it is when you say Patton Oswalt. You know, he ad libs, and you start using that stuff. Uh, I worked with Dom DeLuise, and he, you know. He looks at me and says, you know, was that okay? You know, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. You're the champion. Like, how, how, what can I possibly say? Yeah, you know, and then you end up using all the, you know, you, you got the script and then you've got the stuff that they've added. And it's like, oh, oh well, this is good and this is good. And you, <laughs> you start adding all that stuff in and it's like, wow, you know, you, you really end up with something. It's when you have talented voiceover people, they just know what to do, really. Well, I think for me, Pat, the, the one apparently was ad lib was when he did the filibuster on community and he, he went Star Wars crazy and he just sat up there talking forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, a lot of that was ad lib and I saw an outtake of it. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. Now, Christopher Plummer, um, I, I mean, he's a legend, like you were saying. And uh, the first time you got him to do a voice for you uh, and you worked with him, I mean, you must have been in awe of working for this. I mean, this man has been doing films for, you know, as long as I can remember. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, just meeting him was actually, and, and the way he carries himself, like he's such a, I'm not even sure the word, like gentleman, powerful presence, good spirit. Like, I, I'm not really sure how you dial it in or articulate it. But like when I met him, like he just carried, maybe it was just me and I'm just in awe. But yeah, the, the second I met him, it was incredible. And what was so nice is he's so well-rounded and he, he loved Shakespeare. So we talked a lot about Shakespeare and we were actually planning on doing, um, uh, pitching a Shakespeare animated feature film, which has never been done. And he's like, on this one, I'm going to bring my friends. I'm like, Ooh, I don't know what that means, but it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Who's those friends? <laughs> oh boy. I think he's got some pretty cool friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's so sad that he passed. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. But uh, now you have been doing this for, for a fair amount of time. Is this something that you always wanted to do? I noticed in your bio that you went to school and for biology. Was it, am I correct? Biology? <laughs> I did. I was a biology physics major at the Simon Fraser University. Uh, got my degree. I, I dropped my physics major to a minor got my biology degree and realized late one night on a Friday night stuck in a lab, how much I hate lab work. <laughs> and this was in like year three. <clears throat> I was like, Oh no, what am I going to do now? And so I actually went back to school, got a second degree, became a school teacher. And then uh, at nighttime I opened up a comic book company and step by step, 20 years later here. I am. Wow. I mean, that takes a lot of guts. I mean, you know, you got a degree in biology, you're a teacher. Uh, to go to comic books, that's that's risky. I mean. <laughs> it was weird. My very first comic book was Cade number one. And, you know, I put down $3,500 to print the thing. And I was lucky enough and I got $3,510. So <laughs> I was able to pay for printing. <laughs> Uh, and I kind of did it again and again and again, and we published 300 books. Wow. And then when I published the books, we were able to retain intellectual property rights. And that led to early on film and television. And yeah, it just, it's been a long journey of a lot of little steps. <laughs> hmm. Now, 
I'm not sure I understand how this works because, you know, I'm not in this type of thing, but was it that you, when, when you start, you said the intellectual rights for film and TV and movies and things like that, uh, does that mean when you were first putting them out, you didn't keep those rights or something? No, I did actually. So like a lot of companies, like, you know, they, they publish the books like power Rangers Mm -hmm. or they'll publish transformers. And obviously that's a license. So they don't own the comic book. They're paying Hasbro or uh, Saban or whoever it is, a Mm -hmm. licensing fee. And because, you know, Power Rangers, that's a big property. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you only get publishing rights, not television or whatever. On Pixies, uh, you know, to be honest, our book sales weren't as, as strong as a Power Rangers. So it's harder to do. But I was able to establish Pixies as a, you know, award-winning, good comic book series, graphic novel. And so when I pitched it as a movie, you know, I had the source material. Yes. And so on that one, I created Pixies, wrote it. I was able to direct it, produce it. And so that came out in 2015. And then that kind of took us from publishing comics to animation. And the workflow is actually very similar. You know, scripts, storyboards. Uh, then you actually refine your storyboards, and that's the animation. And then you do lighting, rendering, compositing, and animation. And then you do coloring in comics. So the process is actually kind of similar, believe it or not. Yeah. Now, have you always done uh, computer animation, or have you done any traditional animation? Recently, uh, it's not even out yet. We're literally expecting the last set of changes coming on Monday. Uh, the very first 2d series i've ever done is called my brother the monster and so it's a 26 episode 11 minute series and i'm going to annecy on sunday june 11th so that's the largest you know animation festival in france oh wow oh yeah Jeez. so you're (laughs) you're you're really busy that's for sure (laughs) yeah and the 2d is similar to cgi and, and I don't call it 3D because for me, 3D is stereoscopic. So we call it computer generated imagery versus 2D. And so it's very similar except for the, like, so we have, I don't know, right now, probably about 30 employees. And so most of them are like animators. Mm-hmm. And that part of the production we did not do. So that's Gasolina. They're my co-production partners on My Brother the Monster. So all the pre-production is the same, storyboards are the same, animatics are the same, recording voices are the same, except instead of us doing the animation in-house, I pass the baton off to Gasolina. They do the 2D, and then it comes back to us for post-production. Oh, okay. And, and, and yeah, I'm so used to saying, when I say computer animation, I mean, you know, really 2D is now, most of the time, I presume, done by computers, uh, it is. You know, yeah, it's, it's no, even nobody's Simpsons sitting there and, Park. excuse me? Even Simpsons, Simpsons and South Park, traditionally 2D, heavily, yeah, the pen and paper days, to right. my knowledge, are mostly gone. Yeah, nobody's doing the uh, the, the hand paintings and all that stuff anymore. <laughs> so, in a Pretty sense, rare, in the sure. sense it is, is, the, you know, all computers now anyway, so, but just, yeah, just exactly. the look is different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hi, this is Annie Potts, and I'm on On Screen and Beyond. So, now, as far as your 
executive producing and producing and all that stuff. Uh, besides this film, uh, The Heroes of the Golden Masks, which is coming out on uh, June 9th, which is uh, Friday, I think. Is it yep, a, a Friday? Right. Yeah, it's a Friday. Okay. And uh, now you've also done some regular movies, right? Yeah, live action. And so I produced, I think, same thing, about seven or eight Bruce Willis movies. I mean, he, he knew he was going to be retiring. And so, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted to get a bunch out. And so I, I was uh, either a producer or executive producer on them. There's usually like, so producer usually is more responsible for the physical crew, staff, hiring, you know, yeah. kind of the, the minutia details, if you will. Then executive producers usually a little bit more higher level somewhat. Mm-hmm. They're bringing something to the table, could be financing or some element, could be creative. And so, yeah, I produced two Mel Gibson movies. Um, I got to direct and write and produce Corrective Measures uh, with Michael Rucker, Bruce Willis, Tom Cavanaugh, uh, Dan Payne, truly an amazing cast. Jeez. And um, yeah, I, I'm trying to get my next one set up right now. And I'm producing The Order, as I mentioned, with Amazon. Um, and Jude Law is in that one, Nick Holt. And Ty Sheridan, and so that's about halfway through production right now. Wow, jeez. AGC is is the distributor. They're amazing. Hmm. Now, when you worked with Bruce Willis, um, you know, like you say, he was trying to get as many films as he could before he was going to retire. Did Did you notice that he was having problems with you know the disease he has? No, I mean it's kind of my my dad actually has um, my dad passed away and he passed away from dementia. And so, you know, for me, I, I've had a lot of personal experience from it. And, you know, the, it's hard to say in a day because, like, they are such long days. Like, I'm, I'm 48. Uh, I was 47 when I directed Correct Measures. But, like, you're on your feet 14 hours a day. Like, that's mm-hmm. no joke. Yeah. And so then you leave set and then you have to commute and hopefully you're getting driven and you have, you know, drivers. And then you sleep and you do it again. So, like, I mean, you know, in the morning – fresh as a button he's hilarious total dude and like there's this water bottle flipping contest we all did and we're laughing and <laughs> i mean honestly like i would still love to hang out with him uh just total down-to-earth guy and then you know it, it, time goes on it's like oh boy day gets long for all of us so yeah. i didn't know anything in particular to be honest yeah yeah it's so sad i mean it's uh you know he's his movies, everybody's enjoyed them over the years, and uh, to see that type of thing come along, and it's just, it's just, you know, it's it's awful, really. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, it's one of those things. I mean, we all age, and it's you know, no, no one's getting off this planet. <laughs> so uh, you know, it, it, I I kind of came this with my dad, and I guess the best he can hope for is a good legacy. Right. Uh, I believe my dad left an excellent legacy, and and after, when Bruce diagnosed. Uh, you know, publicly his aphasia. I mean, it was, I think, two weeks before Corrective Measures came out. And it was like the amount of outpouring and love for that man and his career was uh, amazing, to be honest with you. It was really impressive. And so, you know, I think at the end of the day, that's that's what we can hopefully, you know, leave behind on this planet. Yeah. An amazing legacy. And I I know he has. Yeah. And and those... It, it just drives me nuts when you see these paparazzis trying to, you know, get pictures and things like that. It's, you know, leave them alone. Uh, you know, I mean. Well, and, 
and that was the same with Christopher Plummer. You know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. like, you know, it was like they people always, and it is the paparazzi. They always want that picture that's a little bit weird or a little bit, exactly. you know, sad or evoking some sort of emotion. But like when when you know Mr. Plummer passed away, it was like I was literally gutted, and, and it was you know we we get news articles. And I tend not to. You know, I've already talked more about Bruce on this than I think I ever have in my life. <laughs> um, it, it's one of those things like, you know, I got interview requests on, on Christopher Plummer and this is his final movie and everything. And it was like, oh, no, I just don't feel comfortable being in the moment at that time. Like, I don't I don't need my 15 minutes of fame that way. Like, yeah, so I just try and respect the family. And I talked to his manager and agent that day and. You know, you, you do what you can, but his legacy, unbelievable. So I'm very thankful Heroes of the Golden Mask is part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and like I say, this is something that people, you know, the whole family can enjoy, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I you know, we have four kids, and, and sometimes I find animation sometimes can be a little bit pandering or sometimes a little too young. I mean, for me, this is truly a four-quadrant film. Uh, male, female, young and old will enjoy this. Uh, we start off with a bang in the first like opening, and that's moving forward. I think I really want to do that more as a director. I really want to start off hard and fast, and then kind of roll back the story, kind of like Deadpool, I guess, right? Like you, mm-hmm. the opening scene is like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" Yeah, <laughs> and then you're in for the ride. <laughs> right. It's so. just you know, like in the, you mentioned and. In- mentioned Deadpool and also like the Bond films. They, it was always, they had that totally. big opening, you know? And Indiana Jones, right? Like exactly. the Raiders, like, holy oh, yeah. crow, it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, this new, the new ones are going to be interesting. That's, uh, I, I'm hoping that they're going to do a good job with that one. I am super excited. And it's funny because it uh, debuted at the Cannes Film Festival, which is not necessarily the most commercial, you know, festival to open to. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with a little more, you know, they're looking for different types of films. So yeah. I, I do think Dial Destiny is going to be amazing. So I'm super looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and th- this movie that you've made heroes of the golden masks, uh, you know, you mentioned that, you know, they, they're finding like a lost city and all this stuff and, and, and like Machu Picchu and that, but uh, you know, that type of stuff I've, I've been to Chichen Itza that you mentioned and uh, anything like that draws me in immediately. I mean, you know, I love this stuff. So uh, it, it's it's going to be a good movie. It's going to be fun. Thank you. And I'm the same because, like, I've been to over 100 UNESCO World Heritage Sites. So I've been to Machu Picchu, Chichen Itza, wow. San Dui, which is not yet a UNESCO, but I, I believe it should be and could be. Um, Masada in Israel. I've been, I've been all over. And I before this project, I collected masks. I think it's the comic book superhero fantasy in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to be part of Heroes of Golden Mask, I was like, oh my gosh, like I, was, I think I was built for this. And so, uh, yeah, it's been a super fun project. And I'm really excited for June 9th. Mm. Well, uh, we're going to have to finish up here. And uh, Sean, I want to finish up with one final question. But sure. before we do that, I just want to remind everybody to be sure to be looking out for Heroes of the Golden Masks. It's coming out on June 9th. And where can they hear it? Where can they see it, rather? Yeah, so it's available in select theaters as well as on Apple's website. So it's uh, available for download today. Actually, it's on sale today, to be honest with you. Uh, you can get it on iTunes. Oh, okay. All right. So, so you can pre-purchase it. Yeah. So 
you know, people should be looking out for that. And uh, final question is taking us away from all of what you've done, the, the live action, the animation and everything. But when you sit back and relax, what's your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? What are you watching? Oh, I love it. <laughs> So last night, uh, my wife and I just finished Last of Us season one. I'm a little bit behind, but mm-hmm. that's amazing. Uh, we're going to try finishing off Barry right now. Uh, favorite TV series? We, it's hard, you know. There's so many. Like I love The Wire. I would probably have to say, and I love Breaking Bad. Have to acknowledge those. The Price Sopranos. I uh, mean, for what it did at the time, just changed episodic serialized television forever. Um, so I'd say Sopranos, number one. Movies, um, you know, I, I loved Gardens Galaxy 3. That just came out. We're looking forward to taking the family to Into the Spider-Verse 2 this weekend. Mm-hmm. Favorite movie of all time, maybe Seven would be up there. If I'm going for that, love that. Tommy Boy for my favorite comedy, probably. Yeah. And, and um, what about uh, as far as uh, TV shows? What What did you grow up with as a kid? What? What inspired you <laughs> to become, you know, maybe not at that time you were thinking, but, you know, it, it influenced you when you, you know, now that you're grown. Yeah. For, I mean, the, I loved Transformers as a kid, to be honest. With you. I loved the Transformers movie, the Transformers TV series when it came out. And I'm a, I'm a big kid. So it probably came out when I was, I don't know, 11 or 12, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I might've been maybe the older demographic, but when it came out, I remember jumping on the couch going, Oh my God, <laughs> I lost my mind. It looks so good. And so I don't remember how old I was, but I was probably a little older and I should have been, have been that excited jumping up and down, but <laughs> I thought it was amazing. So, you know, and obviously the wonderful wo- world of Disney, I always look back on everything. Sunday nights, the Muppet show, um, so those are kind of the ones from my childhood I look back on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sean, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share with us and, you know, let us know about your past and what, you know, what you've got going and everything. And, uh, I wish you luck with heroes of the golden masks. People should be looking out for that one. You're amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And a big thank you going out to Sean Patrick O'Reilly for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond, director of the animated feature film Heroes of the Golden Mask. And uh, get uh, June 9th, get ready for that one. It's Patton Oswalt, Ron Perlman, Christopher Plummer, and it's going to be a fast-paced action animated movie for you. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So check that one out. And uh, also want to remind you that uh, we are going to be having more and more guests here at On Screen and Beyond. So please keep listening and uh, also, you know, go to your favorite platform that you're getting these uh, podcasts from, whether it's Apple or Spotify or wherever. Uh, And, uh, you know, maybe leave us a five star review. That would help us out a lot. Uh, Or also uh, you can uh, download, 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 because uh, if you're going to listen to every episode of On Screen and Beyond, you got some work cut out for you but uh, all very interesting a lot of great guests and it's so nice to hear them telling their story as opposed to you know me talking about them or whatever they're here they're talking about their life their movies their books their projects whatever they're doing their music for the musicians and we've got some more musicians coming your way 
this year on On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you'll stick around and keep listening. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's always fun having these people on. And we hope you're enjoying them too. I want to thank all the people from uh, England who are listening to On Screen and Beyond. They're moving up the uh, the ratings as far as uh, you know what I'm seeing coming through for where people are listening. Australia, you guys are great. We hear from uh, you know them. Uh, they are downloading episodes of On Screen and Beyond quite often. And also uh, from, of course, the United States, all kinds of people. New York is up there high and uh, Florida and California. California is always one of the big ones. So we appreciate it. And uh, we'll uh, keep you informed on what's uh, coming your way in future episodes of On Screen and Beyond and who's uh, listening and where they're listening from. And we'll just keep things, uh, you know, let you know what's going on and who's listening and everything. So that's it. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to On Screen and Beyond, as always. And uh, we will return with another episode very shortly here. So uh, until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 